Like Vasquez said in Aliens, let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we got Rich behind the mix. Rad is across the table. And my name is Yanni Bormeister. We are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the online program that balances strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus both our epic gym and home workout programs as a valued listener. Use the link in the description to get your first month free. Before we get started, warm welcome to everyone watching on YouTube. Remember, hit that like button. The more likes we get, the more people get to see this wicked content. And subscribe if you like what you see. I'm super excited today to announce that we have joining us Phil White from ADPT Physio and Sebastian Oreb, aka Bass, from Australian Strength Coach and StrengthSystem.com. Yeah, and if you didn't know, uh, Bass started work in the fitness industry in 2004 as a personal trainer and strength coach and then moved into roles that included personal trainer education. Five years ago, Bass stopped coaching one-on-one in the gym and moved to running face-to-face workshops, online education, and coaching strength training. Bass has coached professional athletes from a variety of sports, including rugby, UFC, boxing, CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, and fitness modeling. Most recent project that Bass is working on is a program design software for personal trainers. That's awesome, mate. And Bass, if anybody didn't know, is an old friend of ours. He was used to be a trainer back at Unity Gym when we first opened. Uh, we go way back, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. It's a pleasure to be here, and I think we go well beyond when you guys opened your gym, back to fitness first days. Oh, yeah. So when I first started, I reckon you were probably one of the first personal trainers that I met, Yanni. Yep. Uh, Rad, you came into the mix a few years later. I think you were... Yeah, after I'd been in the Australia. army. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so we're, we're the old dogs uh, right. in town, so that's right. it's, yeah. good to, it's good to be back together. <laughs> and thanks, Phil, for uh, for joining us as always. Yep. Yeah, stoked to be on this one. Like been amazing uh, as I've got into my physio journey I think strength and, and training is something that's really under um, under taught in in physiotherapy so learning from you guys has been absolutely instrumental in um, you know how I approach things so yeah stoked to have yeah that. yeah Bass has been a massive influence on our unified movement system um, his uh, investment and um, results that he's uh, that he's produced in strength training uh, has been has been a big influence in what we do. So it's always awesome to have Bass on the show, and I know that our audience love it. And I was we we're talking about what can we add value um, to our audience uh, by having Bass, Bass here on, and I think something that it would be really interesting for people to hear about is um, is your take on everything that's going on with Thor half half Thor Bjornsson, um, and his transition to boxing, his upcoming boxing match match with Eddie Hall and the reason why uh, I think people could get some value out of that is because how well you know him and you were um, you're not only a friend of Thor's but you were his uh, strength coach leading up to and through the year that he became the undisputed uh, strongman of the world is that right Bess? That is right so a bit of a background I met Half Thor in 2016 uh, we were paid to do a seminar together through um, what's the company Soda called? SodaStream is the company. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. And so it was a little bit of an accident how it came about, but uh, they called me. They knew that I was an educator, and uh, they wanted me to host a seminar with him at my my gym, base gym in North Sydney. And so he came down, and I thought, don't you worry, guys, I've got you covered. As soon as Thor uh, sees my gym, he'll understand that he's working with someone that that understands a little bit about strength. He'll know straight away. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because he didn't speak English, and that yeah, was one right. of the disclaimers that they gave me. He doesn't speak English too well. And I said, don't you worry, my, my equipment will speak his language. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the funny thing was he actually did speak English, um, 
very well, and uh, you probably know that now. Yeah, it's yeah. improved, but even back then, he was just very quiet around people that he didn't know particularly well. But when he came into my gym, he had a look at it, and he had a big smile on his face. And when he realized that I, I was going to take charge with the education, he was at ease because he thought he was going to have to deliver the seminar. Yeah. And then when we did the seminar together, uh, he realized that I knew a few things about moving barbells and he thought that obviously it could help him with his game and he asked me to be his coach this was in 2016 not in my wildest dreams that i think this would ever happen but i of course jumped at the opportunity yep. and uh coaching him didn't just mean online which is what i kind of do with the majority of my athletes that i'm working with worldwide it was kind of like he's the world's strongest man or he was number two at the time and uh, my job was to get him to number one and uh, he said, would you be willing to travel the world? And I said, for you, 100%, I'm not missing out on this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, every year, 2016, traveled uh, to, to uh, Bangkok where he was filming for Kickboxer, the movie Kickboxer, I think, uh, Retaliation. He was the bad guy. So I was with him on set there, uh, training uh, for World's Strongest Man at the same time as recording for the movie. Uh, he came second that year and you know a bunch of other competitions as well 2017 same thing traveling over the so that was just bangkok then we went to botswana then we went to iceland and the next year was very similar traveling schedule and then 2018 is where he had the most successful year of his life and pretty much the most successful year that any strongman has had 2018 he won world's strongest man europe's strongest man icelandic strongest man world's ultimate strongman the arnold's and then at the end of the year, he did a powerlifting competition for a bit of fun and totaled 1,100 kilograms. Wow. So phenomenal strongman athlete. Uh, but then it got to a point for, for Hafthor where it was, um, uh, it's hard to, to speak about this, but strength at the highest level isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, especially yeah. a lot of people don't understand what it's like being, his weight is 205 kilograms. That's how heavy he was. That's at his insane. I, I weigh 90 kilos at the highest. Right now I'm probably at 87. I just can't wrap my head around that. 205 kilos. And he man. looks every bit of it as well. Yeah. If you see him in person, it's just you have to take a step back because yeah. he's just... He's when a... I first came to that Soda Stream event, I, I came on to that seminar and I was used to very large people in that gym. Like, you know, you've got... Australia's like heavyweight champion with Alex Simon and, and you're used to seeing people like that. But then Thor was just like another level. It was yeah. mind breaking. I remember <laughs> when you came into the gym straight after that and it was like, man, I, I just, my, my mind couldn't comprehend this, you know? Yeah. And he was 180 then when yeah, you met him. Exactly. So he even yeah, put yeah. on weight. So yeah. I remember he stood on the scales <clears throat> and he, he jumped on as 180 and everyone's looking at each other going, what a freak. And he did this gesture, the thumbs down gesture, like too, too skinny <laughs> too for men. We're, we're going, we couldn't comprehend. Uh, anyways. How heavy was he when he broke the deadlift record? Yeah, 205. 205. That was his yeah. biggest ever. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much that's his, his best competition weight. That's when he's absolutely the strongest. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, lift, and that's something that I talk a lot about, you know, being big and strong is really great for lifting heavy things, but everything else in life, yeah. isn't that nice? Yeah. You know, breathing, like you have to sleep with a CPAP machine. Um, um, otherwise, you snore like a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, flatulence, it's a funny one that I joke about, but it's a real thing, you know. <laughs> um, you know, putting your T-shirts on, uh, walking down the street without getting back pumped. Just the logistics yeah. of eating that much. Like, what? Whoa, that's the biggest job, actually. It's yeah. funny you mentioned that. It's actually harder than the, com the, than the competing and the training for the competition. Having the discipline to consume, you know, 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, you guys it's, have got, you've actually got some good content that you put up on your, I think your YouTube channel as well, like a day in the life of you trying to compete and eat as 
much as he was at the time. Yeah, that was yeah. Thor's channel, and yeah. uh, I did that. And, and the interesting thing is, did you do it? Did you eat every calorie that he ate? I, I, every calorie minus the last meal, which was a, a liter of milk. <laughs> yeah, so, so of all things, actually, I got I got through the entire day. Oh god! And that's actually on his yeah, it's his YouTube channel. Yeah, and I got through the entire day. That was an eight and a half thousand calorie day. Yeah. Um. The the liter of milk, he forced me to do it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I thought I got in the way with it. Yeah. And I was good, actually, because the meals that he eats isn't just about stuffing your face with it's pizzas good, and burgers. It's good, healthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's calculated. It's yeah. food that's easily digestible. Yeah. So this is, you know, it's it based around uh, white rice with minced beef. Um, so that's already chewed up. The minced beef is pr pretty much chewed up for yeah. you. Yeah. And so the white rice is, um, yeah, it, very easily digestible. Yeah. And they pour, um, uh, what's it called, glucose? Um, so de sorry, dextrose and yep. butter throughout the rice, yeah, wow. uh, which increases the calories yeah, hugely yeah, yeah. and makes it really tasty, actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's yeah, I got through the entire day. But then when it came to the liter of milk, my guts just said no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally I drove home feeling like I was about to explode. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting <laughs> because he taught me a lot about eating as well. And yeah. he said to me, "If you ate like this every day, how do you think your strengths would go?" And it was just simple questions like that. And it's like there is no doubt about it that my strength would go through the roof if I ate this much every day. But that's the fact of it. It's like, how much does it mean to you? Is, yeah. is strength that important that every other facet of your life needs to take the back seat? For some people, yeah, it is. And you know, to be the world's strongest man, I, I'd have to say, I'd probably do it too, because that's a pretty cool title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it gets to the point where, yeah, he got that title. Uh, and then it, it, I guess it was just time to move on because yeah, uh, yeah it's not it's, as nice as it is to have a title like that, you know, being alive and healthy, especially he's a family man. He's just had his second child. Uh, I think that's a little bit more important. Just Next. on that food topic, just, I find it absolutely fascinating with the kind of absolute specificity of becoming the strongest or becoming the fittest. Like I was, um, I'm into triathlons at the moment and uh, Chris Froome, who did the Tour de France, like his basic superpower is that he could eat and consume and process more glucose than any other athlete. So like, you know, he, that's, he's genetically gifted in that area. So he could just churn through more fuel and get to that, that top level. And so it's amazing when you get to that, that kind of level, it's like, it's not necessarily the thing you think that is going to be the difference between. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a superpower. It's funny yeah. you say those yeah, words, yeah, yeah. but unless you've tried to consume that much yeah. uh, calories, it's, it's a superpower for those who can. And yeah. I don't know too many people that can, but Thor's one, Alex Simon is another. Yeah. Um, but it's a huge advantage yeah. because I, I don't have that. And I've, that's that's why I'm half his size. <laughs> yeah, I've actually spoken to um, professional bodybuilders who have said that too. They say that one of the biggest things is not whether the body breaks, it's whether you can, your body, like your muscles break, it's it's whether your, your digestive system breaks from just consuming <laughs> totally. so much food, you totally. know. Mm. And a lot of the elite level bodybuilders that make it to the top have just somehow got a good genetics, a good digestive system, whatever it is. You good know, appetite. The good appetite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think it's an interesting point you make that because I, di I did watch that and I, I've had spoken to you about this before, um, how meticulous he was with the amount of food uh, uh, that he ate, that, but it was all good food. Like if it, the majority yeah. of people, I don't think there's any person that would look at that and go, that's an un unhealthy diet. It's mm. the, the amount of food might be unhealthy, but the food he was eating was very, very healthy, you know. Which and was a huge uh, benefit to him because he'd been 205 kilograms before that, but he was a fat guy yeah, at 205 right. kilograms. Uh, actually, if you saw him at his peak, of course, there was a large amount of body fat compared to a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, but compared to a lot of the other strongmen, he had a huge amount of muscle mass. Yeah. And, and that's right. The food quality was very high. 
uh, he wouldn't just get you know standard beef mince. Yeah, he'd get highest quality beef and make the the butchers mince it. Yeah, um, as as I don't want to say the words clean because that's uh, frowned upon in the nutrition industry. But you know what I mean. The, yeah. the, the the most unprocessed type of food that you could get. Yeah, and it's like how can you you know, eating uh, 10,000 calories, if I was to do that without any education, you'd think ice cream, burgers, pizzas, it's yeah, probably yeah. the easiest way. Uh, but actually it's not that easy because uh, when you eat that type of food, uh, you don't feel good and yeah. your digestive system isn't happy and, and you, you'd lose your appetite for the remainder of the day. Yeah. Um, so that was the beauty of the choices of the food that he had. It was it allowed him to digest the food quickly and have an appetite to eat the next meal, which was two hours later. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that? Eating a full size meal and then and then two hours later you've got to do that again. Yeah. That's but, where it's challenging. And and you know if you and there's so many other parts to it. Like for example, I'll, I'll divert a little bit in in competition. Um, it kind of for, for me in competition, I'm a powerlifter, nowhere near the the level that Thor was with strongman, but. Uh, we kind of accepted the nerves on the day of competition. What do you eat? You've got no appetite. And we'd eat, think, we'd come prepared with things like sweets, you know, snakes and, uh, you know, ham, uh, not ham, uh, um, jam and honey sandwiches on like e easily palatable foods, yep. you know, uh, to give us a quick burst of energy. With him, as soon as he finishes an event in a strongman competition, I'm there with his, his uh, thermo with, uh, uh, rice and, and beef that he's eating as soon as he comes off the from one yeah, event wow. goes on to the next he's eating a full meal wow. and it's like you know a lot of people say oh you know i'm an athlete so i just don't have the appetite because of the nerves etc and it's like with him there was no stone unturned it's like yeah. suck grow up yeah yep. how many days and how many events was that over the in world's strongest man yeah. to put it into perspective for all the powerlifters out there that think powerlifting is hard which i do yeah um yeah strong man is a next level because it's three days of qualification uh, two days off and then two days of finals. So essentially it's five days of competing yeah. at the highest level, lifting weights that no other human can lift. Yeah. Um, and then the next day you woke up, bro you wake up broken yeah. uh, and in a lot of pain and then you've got to go and, and break world records the next day. So it's kind of like, it's literally superhuman strength that these guys are, yeah. uh, wow. are performing and, and not everyone can do it. That's why these guys that world's strongest man truly are... The, the strongest men in the world. Yeah. People say, you know, what? who's got the strongest athletes in the world? Is it weightlifters, strongmen, or powerlifters? Without a doubt, it's strongmen. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, to have to perform those feats of strength day after day, any powerlifters listening out there, you know what you feel like after the, you know, the day after a powerlifting competition. You are broken and, and hissing and moaning about how tough the day before was and, and oh, you need to take a day off, a week off to deload or whatever to recover. Yeah, yeah. strong men are a different breed. Yeah, that's intense. Oh, wow. And what, what, how does his regime compare to the, um, the other sort of 10 or 12 at that elite level? Because I've seen, I've only, the, only th the only experience I've got is watching the, the Eddie Hall documentary and stuff like that. And he didn't seem as meticulous with his nutrition. Um, uh, he was sort of, I, I think he was actually just training up to try and do that um, uh, deadlifting the 500 kilogram record. Deadlift. That's right. So yeah. he was just stacking on weight, but he didn't look happy and he didn't look like he was eating very good food. Yeah. So, so if you look just physically, take the height out of the consideration, um, you know, 205 kilograms for Thor is a lot leaner than 195. So Eddie Hall was 195 kilograms when he deadlifted 500 kilograms. Yeah. Um, but he's six foot two compared to six foot nine. So yeah, you look at wow. Thor, he looks much more athletic. You looked at Eddie Hall and he was 
a lot rounder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so the type of food, I'd say that Eddie Hall had a lot higher amount of body fat on him than yeah. Thor. Thor was a lot healthier. He could move a lot better. And that's what Thor was known for as a strong man is his athleticism. Yeah. So, so Eddie Hall was known for his static strength. So squatting, deadlifting, overhead pressing. He was just phenomenal. He yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. But Thor was a lot better at, um, you know, Atlas Stones, throwing kegs over a height, um, the moving events, you know, more, more athleticism. Um, but yeah, the um, Eddie Hall eating 10,000 calories. You see a lot of his videos and it's yeah. all... It's, Just it's crap. Yeah. crap. It's crap. So that begs the question, who's going to win in a boxing fight? You know, <laughs> it's hugely biased opinion from my part. Yeah. But of course, I'm going to say Hafthor. But like I just said, the athleticism, like Eddie's advantage over Hafthor was static strength. Hafthor's yeah. advantage over Eddie was athleticism. What wins in boxing? Athleticism or static strength? Yeah, that's there's, right. There's one facet that I believe Thor has the advantage. The next advantage is, let's go and have a look at the current heavyweight champion champion in the world. Who's that? Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. How tall is he? He's huge. Yeah. Well, he's six foot nine, which is yeah. the same height as half Thor. Um, there's a reason, and who else is up the top there? We've got Deontay Wilder. What's he, six foot seven? Six seven, yeah. And then after that, we've got Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. How old's he, six foot seven? And how six, tall seven, is he, yeah. not old? These guys, and before them, it was the Klitschko brothers. How yeah. tall are they? Like, there's, there's a reason why these guys are actually good at boxing. It's because that height and length and reach is a great advantage. I'm not saying uh, being short, you, it means you're not as good because there's a lot of other short champions as well. Mike yeah. Tyson, yeah, um, you know someone who just beat Anthony Joshua uh, and Andy Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah. Wow, I love that guy's yeah, fighting yeah, style. He's crazy. Yeah. Have you, know, you but, seen? Have you seen his training right now? I've watched it a lot. So much weight. Yeah. He's taking it really seriously, as he should, because yeah. that was his disadvantage in his last fight against Joshua. Yeah, he just sort of mucked around and put on a whole heap of ice cream weight. He got a bit too fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. which isn't an advantage. Yeah. And I'll tell you now. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to underestimate the work ethic of Eddie Hall. You know, I know he has to work hard to be the world's strongest man, which he was in 2017. Requires its superhuman strength. Yeah, Thor's got it too. So yeah. how much? How much does Thor weigh now? How much weight does he drop? He's about 150 kilograms. Jeez, he's looking wow. good, isn't he? He's man, looking he's, phenomenal. He's looking yeah. really he's good. Abs yeah. and everything. Yeah, on him. yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. Consider, like, imagine that 150 kilos with abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. And what about and he, Eddie? How much is Eddie weigh at the moment? I, I don't know too much no. about Eddie. I don't follow his work, but I'm, I'm quite mm. sure that he's about uh, 10 kilograms heavier than yeah. Thor. And is the boxing match <clears> still on? Is it still yeah. something that's happening? Yeah. So it was scheduled to be uh, around what are we November so a month ago yeah, but Eddie Hall cut. tore his bicep uh, yeah. uh, training for the fight and um, yeah so they had to postpone the fight so that's a big disadvantage for Eddie so yeah. that's another thing that works in Half Thor's favor so while Eddie's recovering and rehabilitating a, a bicep where he's restricted from a lot of work yeah Thor has it's done three exhibition it. fights yeah yeah uh, which is what you should be doing yeah. in, in preparation for a fight is having experience fighting people. How'd he yeah. go in the fights, in the exhibition fights? Uh, look, to be honest with you, there, there was no winner. So yeah. that's the thing with exhibition fights. Yeah. They don't yeah. allow knockouts. So it wasn't a proper fight, but it's a lot more than what Eddie's been doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love boxing. I hit pads, but I will never tell people that I'm a fighter because I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing the sport and just having a bit of fun as a hobby, but fighters get in the ring and fight other people. Yeah. There's a very big difference between uh, punching someone who's moving and, and punching your back yep. compared to hitting pads 
yeah. you know, and, and Hafthor's doing all of the right things. Yeah. So, yes, I am biased, but absolutely, I believe that Hafthor's going to win. He's got all of the advantages against Eddie, uh, except for all of the, the, the loudmouth talking on, on <laughs> yeah. social media, which, you know, Eddie's got a huge fan base and um, the, the banter back and I won't say back and forth. It's from Eddie towards Hafthor. Thor doesn't like, he doesn't have the same approach. Mm. Uh, you know, he kind of, he, he's he's quite a gentleman about it, actually. I don't know if anyone saw this, but when, when Eddie tore his bicep, they asked Hafthor in his YouTube videos, uh, what, do you have a message for Eddie? And he said, yeah, my message is, please get better soon. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got to take this seriously. Let's fight. Come on, man. I hope you're okay. Yeah. You know, there's not a chance in hell that you'll hear those words come out of Eddie Hall's mouth towards yeah. Hafthor. So... <laughs> the the banter is very one-sided and i'd say because of that it it seems to the general population that there's you know more confidence from eddie's side uh, because of that but it's not it's yeah. uh yeah thor's confident and is there genuinely bad blood between them absolutely yeah oh they that's hate real. each other yeah <laughs> that's real yeah yeah there's there's no mistaking that people think that it's a wwf yeah 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 wwe what's the wrestling yeah, federation yeah, they yeah, think it's yeah. it's it's all put on it's absolutely not um I know that um, the banter back and forth, it's like the Conor McGregor thing. It, it adds for a bit of entertainment. Yeah. But these guys hate each other. When they fight, there's no way they're going to be friends afterwards. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, good. Yeah, so. Good. And is it a professional <laughs> fight or is it, uh, is it a exhibition? It's a, th this is a professional fight now. Yeah, awesome. So, so um, yeah, there's like knockdowns and all that. Like yeah. in, in the other fights, of course, even though there are exhibitions, it's still possible to get knocked down and even knocked out. Yeah. But I think that there's kind of like a gentleman's agreement going into it that let's not knock each other's heads off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's no such thing in this one. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is anything goes. All bets are off, Under huh? the rules all bets of are boxing. Are yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if they, like, this is, I guess, a legal way of killing each other. Yeah. That's how Deontay Wilder put it against uh, Tyson Fury, but kind of like that's how much these guys dislike each other. Yeah. I'm sure none of these people are murderers at heart, but... Given the it's, opportunity in here, I don't know what they would do. Yeah, it's an interest. It's it's like you you kind of don't really know how, how it's going to go. I, I um, um, played around with boxing for many years, and I know how hard it is on an endurance level and cardiovascular level, especially when you're not very experienced. You lose a lot of your energy just through the adrenaline dump, and mm. when there's a big paycheck on the line and your reputation and all that sort of thing, I'm sure these guys will experience something similar. I mean, they're used to competition in different sports, but. To see such big guys go at it, I it's going to be interesting to see how, how long they last, you know, how long the stamina goes. That's the goes. biggest question. Yeah. And it's a very obvious one amongst a lot of other heavyweight fighters. They just know what it's like. Yeah. People that have experience in the fight game. Um, yeah, they definitely won't have the same endurance as a lighter bodyweight boxer. Yeah. Uh, especially they won't have the same endurance as a professional boxer full stop. They're yeah. not boxers. They're strongman athletes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're new to the sport of boxing. So, you know, people sit there and say, oh, you know, you're going to, Eddie's going to knock his head off or Thor's going to knock his, no one, I, in my opinion, no one's knocking anyone's head off. I don't think that they have the skill level of a professional. Like you're comparing these guys to Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Yeah. They don't punch the same way. They're not, yeah. like they're new to the sport. Yeah. They're training their butts off. Um, and I think it might be a little bit fun. Yeah, but it's not going to be as entertaining as Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in my opinion, I just don't think it's it's what people expect. Yeah, um, unless they know boxing, like what you're saying. Um, you know, do they have the fitness? Probably not. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not sure what the rules are going to be. I don't know if it's going to be two minute rounds or. or I'm or, sure or they'll they'll agree to shorten the rounds. It's, yeah. it's possible because I'm sure it works in both of their favors yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. as well as uh, you know from an entertainment standpoint. I'm sure that the promoters will want it to be entertaining and have have the athletes have the energy to put yeah. on a performance. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't, I don't know the exact rules. I'm sure that they know the exact rules, but I've been a little bit out of touch with that. Yeah. So. And so the, the what do you know about? Um, what this means for half Thor uh, is this something that he wants to stick with, or is it just this? I, one I don't thing? know, and I, I'd have to say, I doubt it. Yeah, um, he, he's a businessman as well, uh, and I'm sure most the majority of the world would be the same if they were presented with an opportunity to make. I don't know the exact payday, but I'm 99% sure it's seven figures and plus. Yeah. Um, and I do know that the world's strongest man competitions, not just world's strongest man, also Arnold's and deadlift world record, was that the biggest payday for him was $100,000. Yeah. Uh, that's competition prize money. And the amount that they're working and, and are committing to the sport for a $100,000 payday compared yeah. to, you know, in the millions. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is money the talks with YouTube now. I mean, look at Logan Paul. We were just watching this G up for Mike Tyson and Logan Paul fighting. You know, and this, are they this fight? is a, I think they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a big business now. <laughs> yeah, like it's it a big is. business. Yeah. I mean, then this is the sort of thing that you could see him going on to do if if this draws enough attention and enough money. I'm sure Logan Paul, Jake Paul, people like that will be like, yeah, we'll you know we'll check because they're just you know they, they just do it for exactly. The, for the yeah, and you can get like, they can he can make a really good living out of this. Do one or two of these every couple of years, and <laughs> that's that's what I mean. I think he he wouldn't really have a, a deep down goal to be the heavyweight boxer of the world, the boxing champion of the world. But if if, you don't even the, need if it presented anymore, himself, yeah. if a good payday presented itself yeah. to him, I don't think that he would say no, and yeah. I don't think many people would. Yeah. So that's that's what I mean. I don't know personally from from his mouth, so that's not his words. Yeah. But, I, I know Hafthor and I know that he is actually a, a quite an intelligent businessman yeah. uh, and he knows that he wants a, a good future and, yeah. and that would entail making a good living with, with you know, one day of work. Why not? Yeah. Prize fighting has certainly changed since the advent of social media, you know, and you, 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 can, um, you can argue it all you want, but they're pulling in many cases more attention than a real big fight. In, in most you know. cases, actually. Yeah. So that's what they're proving. Jake Paul, what is he, an amateur fighter at best yeah and he's pulling in more money than any of the heavyweight ufc champions of the world yeah that's right it's crazy and, and it's it's a little bit unfair for the fighters but it's also bringing attention to the federations yeah um that they're not getting paid enough especially in ufc there's a lot going around that dana's ripping off his athletes yeah. which i believe is true yeah you compare the heavyweight athletes of uh, uh, ufc fighters compared to the boxers yeah and the ufc fighters get paid Overall, yeah, not nowhere near as close as the the boxers, but I do believe they're pulling in the same, if not more, revenue than than boxing. Yeah. So yeah, probably more these days. I think more. so. Yeah, it's so. pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, they're pulling in more. Yeah, yeah. look, interesting. interesting. All right, well, Bass, that was awesome. That was a great chat and really good insight for those uh, for those that didn't know Bass's affiliation with Thor. Um, thought, I'm sure you learned something from that. I certainly did. And um, as always, Bass, it's been awesome having you on the show. For anybody who is listening, who wants to know where they can connect with Bass, um, he can be found on Instagram 
at Australian Strength Coach is his Instagram handle for, for more training related information. And you can enroll in any of Bass's amazing courses at strengthsystem.com. So go check him out. And um, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, Bass. Love being here. Thank you. You're welcome, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Awesome. And we're out. Awesome. That oh, was good. That was confusing yeah. for a second. <laughs> no. Oh, that we're finishing. Yeah. 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 Well, we, I've just got to because we got to like we we got to be careful that we don't roll into what the next topic. And I could feel yeah. that that was coming. I could yeah. feel we we're about to start working talking about something else. Oh, and we want to get yeah. we want to get multiple shows yeah, bite, out of this. Bite sized shows. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. That's right. So we'll do, um, the next one we'll do is uh, what's behind your recent transformation. Yeah. And again, I didn't mean to be rude out there. It's just that you started saying stuff. No, that would, I get that it, be good on the podcast, No, no, you weren't you know? rude at all. You weren't yeah. rude at all, mate. So I was like, let's bring yeah, it inside no, and we'll, we'll have the discussion in here. So I'm just going to ask you, you know, you've, you've lost a lot of weight lately and I've seen you on um, yeah, on Instagram talking about cutting calories and shit. It's a topic that I think would be really good that we didn't kind of get to in that that I was hoping for is like the transference of just the powerlifting movements to then other sports because you kind of started with that a bit about like getting yeah. building raw strength and then it... Like well, that, 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 can be, that can be a show probably on its own, do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know, but I just think that's yeah. like one that I think. Yeah, I, I would love, and I think that's where we can give like, value. The calisthenics audience members, where yeah. you know, you this is whipped out that flag that time. It's like, yeah, yeah this yeah. is the thing that we tackle a lot, where people want to come and do cool looking shit, and I always say to you, look, you've got training and you've got competition, and competition, we we believe should be, uh, you should find something that you can compete in, whether it's to compete in powerlifting, CrossFit, rugby league, fighting. Find somewhere to express your, your your strength and skill. And if you don't have something, we introduce calisthenics because it's just cool to show off mm. doing. But that's not how you train. Mm. You fucking train to get really strong. And if you want to do calisthenics, then you need to be also be flexible and mobile. Mm. Um, and training and competition often look very different. You know, like the way a um, the way a um, a person will train will often be a little bit boring in comparison to the way they compete. Yeah. You know. And so that's so maybe that a, kind a of message. works like into that third topic that we have on the repetitive of training and repetitive training. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we can yeah. probably yeah, do that together. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into um, let's get into the next one. Um, yep.